Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. For those of you who've been loyal listeners for a while, I just wanted to thank you so much for your unending support. It's really meant a lot to me as I've grown the podcast over the last few years. If you've rated me on iTunes, thank you so much. If you haven't, please do that. And for those of you listening for the first time, so glad you're here. Hope you stay. I wanted to make a little announcement, which is that I've decided to expand the podcast to once a week, which I'm really excited about. Sometimes it will be another interview. Sometimes it will be a TV catch up with a fellow reality fan or a podcaster or somebody in the news. We'll be talking about whatever we're watching during the week, which knowing me will probably most likely be Bravo or true crime, but anything goes. And I'm super excited about this. Hope you'll stay along for the ride and bring your friends with you. Today on the podcast, Ben Berman. Ben is a very talented director. He has a background in comedy working for such amazing shows as Comedy Bang Bang and Lady Dynamite. He directed an incredible documentary that I had the pleasure of watching on Hulu on Friday night when it dropped called The Amazing Jonathan Documentary. If you have not seen this documentary, please go see it right now. And by go see it, I mean watch it on Hulu. And I think it's also still in the theater. I know it released this weekend in the theater. It is so good. It's so insane. It's so wild. I loved it so much. You'll hear the story of how I got him on so quickly afterwards. Kind of exciting. Um, I don't We don't really spoil anything. We spoil a little bit, but we hold a lot back because in case you haven't watched it and you want to hear about it first and then go watch it, but I highly recommend seeing it beforehand. It is probably going to get an Oscar nomination. I would be shocked if it doesn't. And no matter what, it's just a triumph in documentary filmmaking. Okay. I'm here with Ben Berman. Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for squeezing me in, literally. This is how the New World Order works. Of course. The film comes out Friday, and I book you by Saturday. That makes me seem like I'm an important, you, busy person. Well, you are. I don't feel that way. Well, luckily, you're on Twitter. Ooh, so I just got a tweet. Oh, a tweet. Um, so do you get all the breaking... Do you have like the Google alert tweet thing? They spelled Jonathan's name wrong. Um, but by the way, that's an unusual spelling because it's the it John Athen. I know yeah, a few yeah. others like that, but it's not the Jewish spelling. No, God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. Um, well, uh, so Twitter. So like. Oh, tw- so how it happened? The the basically, I watched the doc Friday. Was totally blown away. Well, what wh- what brought you to it? How did you? How'd you um, find it? it came up on my Hulu. This is you know, and I had remembered because um, friends of mine who have gone to Sundance have mentioned it. And then obviously I kind of forgot about it because it go, you know, it's Sundance and then it goes away. You wait for the release. And then as soon as I saw it, I go, oh, I remember this was supposed to be good. Cool. So then I see Eddie Schmidt, who yeah. has been the benefactor of many guests for me. He's an awesome connected guy. Yeah. He tweeted about it, I think Saturday or Friday night or whenever I saw it, I saw it Saturday and he tagged you. And I said, yeah. like, way to make lemons <laughs> out of lemonade. What an amazing movie. Thank you. And he said, you should have him on. And next thing I know, I texted you and here I am. Thank you, Eddie. Eddie's great. <laughs> Eddie's great. He's Eddie, like, if you're listening to this, you're great. He is. He's like the shidduch maker. That's, that's, that's the... Uh, the what what? Shidduch. I oh, know I can't do the, the Yiddish. Shidduch? You don't know shidduch? Like what does matchmaker? Oh, that's like... Yeah. Um, like you make a shidduch. Like a matchmaker it, makes a shidduch. Yeah. Fiddler on the Roof? Come on. Well, I need to... I need <laughs> to bone re- up on the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to rewatch. I guess not that many Jews in Allentown. Another... I actually Tons! Know, I actually know a, a couple Jews from Allentown, but it's probably would argue older too than many. you. Right. <laughs> not me, but 
anti-Semitic people? But the coal miners or whatever. What's the bit? No, steel. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, steel. That was actually yeah. about Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh. <laughs> uh, but Bethlehem's right next door, so it's kind of the okay. same thing. But isn't, but we're living here in Allentown? Uh, yeah, Billy Joel took some liberties. Okay, got it. Well, he's a Long Island guy. What do you yeah. want? What do you want? He doesn't care about Pennsylvania. He doesn't. Okay, so there's a lot to cover. Here's the thing, and I'll say this in my intro, or I've said this in my intro already. Um, we want to be careful. It's very hard to talk about this film because there's so many twists and turns. We don't want to spoil it. Hopefully a lot of you guys who are listening will have watched it. And if you haven't watched it, you will watch it. Pause. pause if, you yeah, don't, exactly. if you don't mind, go watch it and then then hit pause again, which would hopefully make it play. Yeah. And honestly, and listen. go watch it again. Go watch it twice because it's so good. It's so unusual. I mean, you know, and not in like a, oh, that's unusual, you know, sort of like you don't know what else to say about it. But just like, I don't know. My favorite kind of docs are the ones where I have no idea what's going to happen. Sure. And one and ones that start one way and end another. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw the documentary Tickled. Oh, yes, of course. So that's, you know, or Catfish, like just the yeah. ones that you're like, whoa, this took a crazy right turn. Yeah. But the crazy thing about your film is it takes like 15 right turns. Yeah. It starts <laughs> as one thing and becomes something else. And then that becomes something else. Yeah. And, and it keeps going and going. Yeah. And so I know your background is in comedy and comedy directing. Mm -hmm. What drew you? I know you talk about a little film, but I really wanted to get into it a little deeper. Like sure. what drew you to this guy, the amazing Jonathan? Oh, um, like, yeah. Why do you want to make a film about him other than obviously the death stuff, which we can talk about? Sure. I don't want to minimize <laughs> it with death stuff. <laughs> All the little death stuff. Oh, which, you know. But the death, you know, unfortunately, in a way that the death stuff is kind of the, the headline there. But okay. uh, in reality, I, I, I knew when I was like 12 or 13 years old growing up in Allentown, Pennsylvania, um, Jonathan, the amazing Jonathan was like everywhere on TV. He was just so ever present. Um on Comedy Central, he had a bunch of Comedy Central specials and he had, uh, he was on uh, this uh, other show called Lounge Lizards and he was just like the perfect thing for a 13 year old boy. He was bloody and weird and vulgar and funny and irreverent and he just, you know, captured the Im imaginations of young dudes like me. So I was aware of him and I was a fan and, and then that was the end of it, really. Should have been the end of it. <laughs> really? And then, you know, I didn't know, but apparently Jonathan, you know, stopped kind of uh, touring around and really just kind of made a home for himself in Vegas and has re had residencies and made millions of dollars and kept his, you know, kept kind of maturing his weird magic act. But I, I hadn't heard about him for so many years. And then in 2016, I was working on a, a TV pilot project with some younger magicians, uh, like a, the host is this comedian magician, this guy, Justin Willman. And he and his friends mentioned that Jonathan, the amazing Jonathan. And I was like, I remember that guy, you know, he was ill and not doing well and doing some pretty serious drugs. So I was through Justin was able to reach out to Jonathan. And I asked, Hey, would you want to make a doc? Because it seems like some fucked up things are happening. Okay. So this is fascinating because, you know, unfortunately, which we'll get into a little bit. You weren't one the only one with this brilliant idea. So, um, you, I, I, well, but you well, thought yeah. you were. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. So you, and was the catalyst that you had heard that he was diagnosed with a terminal illness? Yes. Uh, which is, which is a we which is a weird <laughs> thing to think about. <laughs> right. And, and, but, I, but I own it. I don't skirt away from, right. from, Not at all. from anything. It's like, you know, I would like to say, and don't let, you know, go watch the movie and then make your own decisions and, and have your own theories. But this movie, I believe, brings about uh, 
a lot of questions about many things, uh, uh, about many things, nonfiction filmmaking, doc filmmaking, and 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 otherwise. Um, you know, why is it that when I heard that a man is dying, am I like, ooh, that sounds like a good story? Yeah. And apparently, I'm I might not be the only one with that inclination. So, is that exploitative? Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it fine? Is it you know? I don't know. I don't know if you can answer this because I don't know if this is spoily or not. But did you think when you started it that he would die during the course of the documentary? Um, I certainly didn't. Well, absolutely. That was a possibility. It's always a possibility. Um, So I mean, did you think that would be your ending when you started it? No, no, not not at all. I didn't need him to die to have an ending. What did you think your ending would be going into it? No idea. No idea. Especially starting to film the first day I met him and just starting to film. It was, and I really want to try to uh, have, what's not, not the, mm, I really want to be able to do this in the future. And it might be harder now that there has been a movie that was, uh, that I finished that has been doing pretty well. But when I first started filming Jonathan, the stakes were low. It was just like, let's go film this guy and see. And it was just me and my buddy. And um, I wasn't judging it. There was no goal. It was, let's go see what's going on here. And and really, in reality, the reason that I was so freed up to just and not, you know, judge myself and, and be like, what's the plan here? Is I, I really thought it was probably going to be a short film, like a 20 minute, um, you know, verite, D.A. Pennybaker style, don't look back on Jonathan in his current situation, dealing, confronting, you know, more, his mortality with, with, you know, humor and, and some real serious stuff. What did you mean just now when you said you hope to be able to do this again, but it sounded like you're saying because it's doing so well, you're afraid you won't be able to do it? No, no. What What I meant is, is starting, starting a project and not judging it. Got it. Just seeing where it goes organically. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah. If it's pre-bought or that kind of thing, they're like, well, what's the ending? Exactly. Not even the ending. What is it? What the hell (laughs) is this? Is it going to be good? Who are the characters? If you had pitched this, you couldn't have probably gotten away with it. Well, why you can't you can't plan something? <laughs> no, like but this. I mean, even well, yeah. I should ask you, and you don't have to answer. But how did you finance it? Like, how did you? For it for, wasn't Hulu from day one. I'm assuming. No, Hulu didn't even finance. They they okay. acquired it at, it. at Sundance. Got so, um, you know, a year and a half into, maybe a year. No, maybe it was a year or something into this project. You know, I submit. I submitted like a teaser oh, to. Uh, to, to Hulu to was like, Hey, you want to talk about this? There's something interesting happening. And they, they, they passed. Yeah. Sometimes so, it's hard to see till it's done. Of course. You know? Absolutely. I don't blame them, but yeah. I, th- I would like to think that now, um, you know, <laughs> don't, no one, no one, hopefully people doubting or needing more information, more proof. Maybe, maybe that'll go, maybe yeah. that'll be, you know, go away oh, don't a worry. Bit. It won't. Yeah, it will <laughs> never go away. It'll always be an uphill battle, I know. Um, well, the process went like this. So yeah. for the first year and a half, and it wasn't like every day filming. And it was like, you know, I would film for two or three days, one month, and then, you know, go back to LA and, and do whatever was going on in my life at that time. I was still working, directing some comedy TV and maybe an editing job here and there or something. I don't know. Um, so I was filming throughout the rest of my life, you know? Uh, and for, so for the first year and a half, I just self-financed and, and produced it myself, which like, I'm, 
thinking about doing another project now it's like you never oh, do it again to, i have to do all that yeah. again no like, i know i've do done it it's brutal right and right and the deep how'd you pay the dp i mean i know you were one of them yes well well at, at for the first year and a half it was often i would be filming right um so a ba- yeah i just self-financed and kept the cost really really low right. like there's there's absolutely a way to yeah shoot things extremely cheaply and i would you know the biggest costs were of dirt cheap hotel in Vegas, which right. is Did you dri- and you drove there, most drove of, yeah. there and saw the shots of your Prius. Yeah. And then, uh, um, yeah, would, would call favor and pull in favors from, from my friends, Dan Adlerstein, who's a great DP, uh, ultimately came on and, 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 you know, worked, uh, cheaply and, uh, you know, whatever he's, it's, it was just a team effort. It was yeah. great. All hands and, on deck. Is, yeah. Is, and Tom, uh, um, I don't even know how to say his last name. P- pizza colon. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Uh, sound guy. And yeah, we were just, uh, t- is he the guy in the, for the big pan too at that point yeah, in the yeah, family yeah. said, would you be my guy? Yeah. So uh, when you first met Jonathan, was it on or off camera? Uh, first meeting him was off camera. And, and, and what'd w- you think of him? Um, I thought, you know, it, I, I, again, I wasn't even judging him as a person. I was just like, you know, you, you, when you're first meeting someone that you might want something from meaning their time and their access, uh, you know, you're on your best behavior and they're trying to prove something to you that they're cool. So like we were both, both on our best behavior, but very quickly fell into like, you know, our dynamic that we still have now, which is, I've been saying, uh, like an older brother, kid brother situation where, you know, he's just like a, he's a kid and he likes to prank me and make fun of me and right. Bust your chops. Yeah, exactly. Did you think like, did you, Obviously, you knew his act. Obviously, you knew his story. But what made you think he would be a good subject? Because you didn't really know him other than his shtick, right? Or Yeah. You know, I mean, did you yeah, watch totally. clips of interviews? Like, was it your, just your gut that said he's going to be a good subject? Because obviously, a, a movie like that rides on him. Not, I mean... Yeah, but again, I was... I was thinking it would be 20 minutes. It's right, not right, hard okay. to fill a 20-minute experience with someone who's, you know, dealing with their death that could happen at any moment and smoking meth like that's so did enough you know for about the meth? already you knew from your friends that he was a drug addict um i knew uh yeah i had heard um before we went that yeah he was uh, i don't know if i knew it was meth or what but he was doing some pretty serious hardcore drugs did you have to um anesthesia mm-hmm, is that mm-hmm. yeah did you have to was she sort of the gatekeeper did you have yeah. to okay because it um, seems like she not the first time it was i communicated to jonathan the first time and then then you know moving forward she liked to be kind of looped in for sure what do you make of their dynamic um it's you know it's it's an interesting one uh i don't want to judge um but yeah uh, you know at times they seem very very happy and they seem um yeah, really good. And uh, other times, uh, they don't seem as happy and don't seem as um, as good, I guess. But that's human nature. That's any relationship. No, it is. I, I felt for her. I felt yeah. there's there's a real humanity to her. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, no, I did. And I felt like, she, I mean, she even kind of says it like, you know, once I fell in love, it was too late kind of yeah. thing. And it's sort yeah. of like, I don't think she saw a way out at a certain point, you know, but that's addicts. I mean, if you've ever had an addict in your life you know, which I don't think I, yeah, I have to say, this is definitely not about me, but I did have these sort of trigger moments, um, Mm -hmm. watching it because way back when, I think like 2009, 2008, um, I shot like kind of a mini pilot with Artie Lang. I don't know if you're a Howard Stern fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it reminded me 
so much of Artie in the sense that drug addict, yeah. narcissist, yeah. Um, liar. Uh, it, I'm not saying Jonathan's a liar. I'm just saying Artie he, was. He's a, an illusionist. He's, he's an illusionist. He is. I mean, that's... he literally does magic. So you don't know what to believe, which right. is part of the film. Um, but also the runaround, like where I was like, am I being gaslit or do I know, you know, one second it was like, we're doing this next second. It wasn't. Yeah. And, and I remember not sleeping for weeks and <laughs> weeks. And this was just, this wasn't even a doc. This was just to get a little pipe, you know, a sizzle yeah. done for a network. And, uh, and it like, and it, it took the life out of me and it was actually called, uh, saving Artie Lang. Cause it was about him trying to get clean. So he was. Oh, wow basically on drugs the whole or some type of, you know, it was the subutex, whatever it was. But anyway, so I was having these flashes. Um, but I will say the difference, which I want to ask you about is that, um, Artie could be extremely charming when he was on. First of all, he's a very funny guy. Um, it would have me sometimes like I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. So it was manipulative, right? In the sense that also like I was loving him other times. It was hard with Jonathan, I thought, like to find that charm. Like he he doesn't seem to care that much if he's charming, but maybe I read him wrong. That was the sense I got from him watching the doc that like he kind of didn't give a shit what you thought of him or how he was presenting himself. I you know, I don't know. I think it's <laughs> he's he's definitely hard to penetrate in regards to like real emotion. You know, we had to take a long time to, you know, and only got peaks, you know, inside him in an honest honest you know true 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 deeply true way but um you know yeah I, on the surface he's like shock value like i don't give a fuck you know f fuck you guys i don't care what you think of course but he's a performer he's an artist <laughs> artists are of course very emotional and sensitive people so you know we know what the score is yeah i don't know if the movie quite you know, illustrates that, but like, I think it's pretty obvious, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Jonathan is, is who he is. You know, that's the doc documents that. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting, you know, and again, I'm not spoiling here, I don't think, or yeah. we can take it out, but is that, you know, the doc soon becomes, I think maybe about 20 minutes in becomes about you. And I, don't, I would like, I, <laughs> not I only say, about you, but yeah, you're a I, huge I part of it. The, 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 thought behind it and I, I would who knows if it's if people think this but you know the the, the aperture of the story opens up it does at, at, at like 20 minutes into yeah. it it doesn't shift to become about me but of course when the other crew entered Jonathan's life I was um <laughs> you know I found myself at a crossroads right uh, was I going to give up and not compete with uh, the this award-winning academy award-winning film crew that was told told to me that they were uh you know i'm an amateur this is my first documentary like i'm not going to compete with academy award winners or do i continue the project and if i was to continue if a documentary is is a medium that's supposed to present or seek the truth like it seems like it would be kind of weird and wrong for me to avoid that whole element of what's really happening. Like if it's, if another doc crew or any person is entering into John, my subject's life, I'm making a documentary about my subject, like, and his life. So of course I That's should part of the story. It. Yeah. So this, this is amazing to me. Okay. So six, we'll just back up. So we give a little context. Yeah. So six months into filming, you have this phone call. What's great is you documented all this behind the scenes stuff too. Yeah. 
maybe subconsciously in anticipation that it would take a right turn. <laughs> but uh, Jonathan, you just like, he's starting to get out of retirement. He's going on tour. And, and uh, you said, yeah, it'll, it'll be pretty cool to document this. I think you said, and he goes, yeah, two crews. <laughs> and you kind of pause and go, huh? Yeah. And then you made this brilliant decision. I love the way you did this because the film is so funny. I mean, there's, it's dark in a lot of parts, but it's mm -hmm. so funny. Thanks. And I think that's part of it, right? Yep. You do this operatic thing with the title card, you know, the second documentary crew. And it's just, you know, it's so dramatic and over the top and hilarious. And you find out that this award-winning documentary crew is basically without your knowledge, permission, uh, you know, consultation. They don't, you know, well, he, they don't need you to. Would, well, a normal, quote unquote, normal person would have maybe, you know, called the director who's been documenting him for six months to right. say, hey, something's come up. I did feel um, we, we did speak, me and the other director on the phone uh, before we we um, I flew to Boston, uh, which is where Jonathan's yeah. comeback tour was happening. What was I, that conversation? I did find it um, peculiar that I had to do the reaching out to him. Like I, I felt kind of the same way you're you're saying, but uh, again, like I'll just put a put a a whole blanket statement over this whole thing. Yeah. Any, I experienced a lot of problems and a lot of uh, obstacles and a lot of weird, you know, left turns and things, um, and it was a weird struggle and an emotional challenge the whole time. But I don't. Uh, I'm so grateful for all that shit now. Uh, That's because, your doc. Because yeah, it it made it it you know right. springboarded us into this this really very unique cool thing. So well, anyone who but maybe I ever felt did me wrong or didn't wasn't the most honest or or thorough or something with me, uh, all good. Right. Thank you. Thank you for the obstacles. Yeah, basically. But here's the thing. Okay. And again, I don't want to flip the tables on me, but I really did relate to a lot of things. I just made a film as well. I produced and directed it and it was about one subject, mm -hmm. uh, kind of a B storyline, but mostly one subject. And I thought to myself, if I was six months and we had a trust from day one, but again, nothing signed, nothing, you know, yeah, sure. nothing. It was just right. like, you're interesting and I'm going to do this. Yeah. Um, if I had found out six months into filming that he was filming another doc and his story is a very specific story. I would have flipped the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's probably my personality. So did that happen and you just didn't capture it? Yes. Like, cause you seem calm. <laughs> yes. I was like, this guy is either smoking a ton of weed or he's just the most chill person because you were like non -pl You seemed, I mean, obviously you were bummed yeah. and anxious, but you didn't seem like fit to be tied. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm projecting. I, I know. But when, when I, when Jonathan told me about the, the other crew, uh, um, I, yes, I did not like when, when we, Jonathan and I hung up, uh, you know, I, I freaked out. I was hurt and confused and I definitely considered and still consider Jonathan a friend. So why would a friend like screw me like that? Right. Or maybe not screw me, but again, like make things, it's a bummer. Like, okay, I'm no longer have the exclusive story, you know? So right. it puts me at a disadvantage. Um, so I was upset, but then, you know, okay. I'm often upset. <laughs> it doesn't do you <laughs> this much This is my good. natural state. Yeah, it pretty much is. <laughs> Scared and upset constantly. Um, so I, I quickly had, you know, had to make that decision because literally that, you know, the ticket was booked and. Right, you were going. I'm going, I'm going. But so again, you quickly. made, and I don't know, and I guess this is my, one of my main questions for you, it's which crazy. is like, how much were you in the moment? Because so much of it, and maybe it's just your personality or maybe, you know, you're 
comedy director and you really get comedy and you knew exactly what you were doing. But so much of it, even when it's not meant to be funny, is hilarious. Like you negotiating the other crew, like just kind of like how you're doing it. Like I was just cracking up. It was just like, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But it was like you played it straight though. Like in the moment where you playing it straight, like I'm just going to have to deal with this. Oh yeah, totally. Or- well, again, it's it, like, it was so early on in the in the right. process. But you didn't know even where it was going. I didn't know where it was going. It was all a big experiment. And I, 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 you know, I'm not going to like the three days that me and the other crew were around each other on that like <laughs> yeah. mini tour. Um, it did. Each day got slightly progressively a little bit more not combative, but it was just yeah. like <laughs> a little bit more tense. We yeah. started as like, OK, let's, you know, yeah. try to figure this out here. Uh and, and what did you think their film was going to be about? Like, was it the same? Did you guys talk creatively about um, what your film did. was going to be? Which I remember what I told them. I kind of forget what they told me. But <laughs> I, I told them at the very beginning, I was like, hey, I'm, I've am i been here for a while. And the style of my movie is this very honest, verite, you know, movie. And and so I'm capturing the truth. I'm I'm documenting exactly what's what's happening, you know? Uh, uh, and, and so I said, if I'm making a Verite movie, you know, welcome, welcome to the movie. If you're going to be in Jonathan's life, welcome to the movie. And they said, well, we don't want to be in your movie. I said, well, if you're here, welcome to the movie. Yeah. And they said, but we don't want to. So I was wondering about that. So you needed lawyers obviously involved to find out what you were allowed. Cause what you ended up doing, it's not a spoiler. I don't think was blurring their faces and, and disguising their voices. Yeah. yeah. Is that... That came from, in the moment, this off-camera okay. conversation wow. right before we drove to the first show in Boston. Um, uh, I was like, we were kind of, you know, me and the producer, one of the the, the producers, um, I, we, we were having that conversation that I was just uh, laying out for you. And then I ended with like, well, then I'll just have to pixel, you know, I'll blur your faces out and pitch your voices down. And I literally, I think, came up with that in the moment. And I was like... You know, and they didn't agree to that, but we just like they didn't say they didn't disagree to that. So we just moved forward with that. But I was, you know, filming. I was in production. I hadn't tested that out yet. I don't think, of course. Okay, so not to get in the weeds too much, but I'm always, always so curious about the stuff just because of how much legal stuff I've had to clear in my career. Yeah. Did you later have to like because everything needs a release usually, right? So, is there a legal workaround for blurring and distorting? Oh yeah, well of course. Yeah. So it's just if you do that, you're fine. You're in the clear no matter well, what. Well, their their identities, we've we've concealed, fully concealed. concealed their identities. So so absolutely. Okay. Um, there's certain um, states, as you know, uh, probably as you know, that are single person consent right, or that's what whatever I was it is. And Vegas so, is two party consent. Uh, I'm sure. Or it, Nevada. It, it, I forget. I forget. It must be. <laughs> but, Hulu but we were in so. Boston, which is definitely not a you know. You, there's a lot of rules in Boston. Um, and like, you can't record a conversation that someone doesn't know you're recording. Got it. Um, so, uh, yeah, without concealing their, yeah, identity. Yeah, yeah. but, um, yeah, uh, at the time saying this and doing all this, like I didn't really have a, a, a strong, consistent, uh, legal voice, you know, uh, someone we were consulting right. much, um, way late in the process, we, uh, uh, got to work with uh, this great, great law firm called Donaldson and Califf. Uh, they're based in LA and they are like the top, top people for uh, doc uh, legal stuff. Um, Did Jonathan have any consults? I mean, I know the issue with the smoking 
meth was, yeah. but did he have, there was nothing between you guys where he got to look at anything or approve anything or well, if did you, he? We, you, if you asked him and you asked me, there would be a way different answer. <laughs> nothing signed. Let's put it that way. There was nothing signed got for it. a very, very, very long time. Got it. Like literally we, even when we went to, <laughs> no, maybe, yeah, I think right after Sundance, I forget when it was. I think they, someone finally got him to sign something. I think it was way after Sundance too. So when um, did the, so I, it's hard to kind of continue with the narrative of the movie without giving so much away. All I can say is that it was such a wild ride. I mean, I know that's not a great word, but it's like the only word I can think of. Cause it was just like, you're, you're, you're just, you're getting yanked. Like, I can't believe this. Oh my God. I can't believe this. And then a super satisfying ending. Um, so I urge everyone to watch it, but I guess the question just from sort of a filmmaker's point of view, um, when did you know you had the story? Like, you know, obviously so much of it comes together in the edit. Did you know when you got into the edit, what you had and what your story was going to be? Like at what point did it start to come together? Like, Oh, okay. This is kind of a meta movie or maybe that's a bad word, but no, you know what I'm saying? Fine. Self-reflective. Um, yeah. Breaking. I, I was texting my cousins breaking. going, he's breaking the fourth, fifth, seventh, sixth and seventh walls. Yeah. yeah, like, hell yeah. I love, like it just it kept getting I wanted, crazier uh, and crazier. Ultimately when I did discover like what, we could lean into uh, the self-reflectiveness and, and the story of the story making. Uh, I was like, yeah, I want to make the first like post documentary documentary. Yes. Like I want to make like at some point when I, sometimes I can like harness like this punk rock, like yeah. me as this little Philly film school. <laughs> totally. film well, that's school. the title too. Right. I mean, that's you definitely what? the amazing Jonathan documentary. I mean, that's part of that, isn't yeah, it? Sure. I mean, but yeah, to- yeah. There's, there's many different avenues of, you know, commentary i think but yeah. what was i saying um and when yeah you i wanted to make the, a documentary that would like it's just make all other documentaries like worthless like why why do why even try to do one again <laughs> right. and that's such a silly big uh <laughs> you know lofty goal lofty goal but um were you inspired by any other docs when you were doing it or when you were editing yeah, yeah oh but yes um sorry i know i why did no uh, first yeah, question then that <laughs> yeah this first question was what again was um, like when you knew you had your story yeah, but st- like the point? story was all in the movie. The story changes. So, right, so you right. know, uh, th- th- again, we were filming for six months and I thought it was a certain type of movie. And then when the second crew came in, I was, you know, met with a decision to make. Right. I made this decision to include that part of the narrative into the Jonathan documentary, um, not knowing if it would work, but it was kind of like a Hail Mary pass, like let's at least experiment. And my, my one friend, Andrew was like, Oh, if you do that, like there's actual, like there's conflict, like that's storytelling. Of course, now you have conflict. There's something there. Um, so ultimately, yeah, we did. Uh, and then when I got back from that trip, um, I'm sure I took a you know moment to, to edit some stuff together. And I think I, I knew like, yeah, this is probably going to be pretty interesting. Um, so then when we, we were editing as we went along, okay. which which absolutely you I think you absolutely have to do uh, for a doc like this because you <laughs> right. help shape the story. Right. Like I would never film multiple trips without editing something together because you're finding out what work does your shooting style work does your does you know your character work this way or do you want to ask more of these types of questions or stop asking them questions or just follow them and you yeah editing will will reveal 
a lot of what's working, if anything. But you did your celeb interviews at the end. We, we, we edited as we as we went along filming, which was absolutely key to like helping to find the story. What what angle is working? What's not? You know, all that. So that that was super crucial to do. Um, as far yeah. as who influences? Oh, influences. Yeah. Well, those influence those those influences um, change intentionally throughout the movie like the 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 movie starts off at least in my mind when i was doing it uh as this da penny baker mazel's verite fly on the wall style i would do some what i learned later were called uh o- otfs yeah on the flies yeah scott evans the editor um yeah, that's a reality who, trick yeah otf <laughs> uh on the fly interviews as opposed to talking heads yeah. which i didn't know that they were called that <laughs> i was just doing things um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, did some of those. But yeah, it was this like D.A. Pennybaker Maisel's type of, you know, doc in the, for the modern age. And then when in act two, when we start kind of opening up the aperture and showing all the other stuff along with the Jonathan story, um, there it kind of remained the same a little bit. But uh, it becomes I, you know, we start hearing from other people's advice to me Um some people that, that for my life, and that was very much uh, a Sherman's March, Ross McElwee inspired uh, situation. Was it hard for you to open up about yourself and your life and what it, you had gone through? Yeah, well, with in regards to me on camera in the movie, that definitely came in, there were multiple steps to that. So I think someone could see the movie and be like, man, this guy really fucking wanted to be on camera, like self-serving prick. No, I and thought you looked miserable right. when most of the time you're on camera, you look like you didn't want to be there. I don't ever <laughs> want to be anywhere. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I, I knew that to, to, to cover the, my competition, competition <laughs> is two-sided, right? So I needed to be a part of that, but I really just wanted, you know, a couple shots of me getting, you know, thrown out of the green room or whatever it is, whatever <laughs> right. the situation was. Cool. A couple shots of those. Right. And, you know, that's funny. And the audience laughs and I look sad and I get it. Um, but uh, then that's where I wanted it to stay. That's where I was like comfortable. Like, OK, that's fine. Um, and then way a year and a half into the process, I had uh, or filming, I had cut together enough, like a, a rough assembly of the first two acts. And I had gotten new. Uh, a new manager, uh, Jacob Perlin at Anonymous Content, and he really believed in the project. And together we showed some financiers and one company, Cold Iron Pictures, uh, came on board giving us money and and producers and stuff. And then that's when they uh, became aware. This is a year and a half into it. They became aware of my, my family history and they um, were like, yeah, that seems like you should explore that in the movie. And I was like, no, absolutely not. Like, no fucking way. Uh, That's like more of my stuff. And that's like, that feels so ham fisted in there. And just like, no more of my sob story and whatever. They're like, and trying to like, the thought of like, what motivates a character? What's the one thing that motivates a character to do something? Like, it's, it doesn't work well in screenwriting and it, it doesn't apply to like people. Like, there's not one reason that you do something. It's people are multifaceted. Um, so I was really 
upset because they were pushing at it and i was like no I'm, we're not going to do it we kind of got into a fight which you don't want to do with your your money <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> your yeah. money people kind of tread lightly there yeah which i'm not good at yeah and, but, no, but then, i understand what you're saying i would be reluctant as well yeah so what finally made you see the light so to speak because i think it the way you did it and the way you handled it I mean, you kind of translated what you just said on camera really well, which is like, okay, I'm going to give you like five minutes here and then I'm done with this little part of the story. Right. But it, it was a huge, you know, that five yeah. minutes and it, then your it, relationship with your dad. I mean, that was a huge part of the movie that it, yeah, it added such a beautiful layer of poignancy to it. Yeah, I think. Thank you. <laughs> you <laughs> um, but you were well, uncomfortable. The, the, the thing that really made me come back uh, to, or made me actually re experiment with it is my buddy, Kirk Johnson, who's a producer on the movie, uh, who is my right hand guy throughout a lot, a lot of it, the, the important parts of it. Um, he was in that meeting and, and he was like, Hey, I know you really don't want to do it, but it kind of makes sense. Like it kind of could be good and could, could be helpful. So, you know, I think at least experiment with it, like just try something. And if it doesn't work great, we won't do it. So that's when I went and, and, just uh, went, went through old stuff that I have in LA, old boxes, where I found literally just seven like high eight tapes from from my childhood, and I start scrolling through them, and then I saw I saw some uh, you know some interesting footage in the moment of my me as uh, you know interviewing my dad. I was scrolling through old home videotapes from my family that I shot, and 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 maybe my dad and my mom shot, and um, and. Yeah, that's when I saw. That's when I came upon the the shot of or the moment of me videotaping my dad and talking to him, and which we don't want to spoil that. No, I don't want to spoil cool. it. Um, yeah. and but, I can but, take this part out if no, if this spoils it. But I was just so curious. With, and this could be a really dumb, like I didn't get it question. So feel free mm -hmm. to shame me. Uh -oh. The music that's playing in the background. That's did you in, add that? No. Okay, because I was wondering. I was like, why is he drowning out? Like, is that, no, was that a creative choice? It was just playing in the background. Yeah, it's like, okay. you can I was see, here's, so here's curious the thing. why you did that. I was like, why would he add that? You can see like my dad, like he's- <laughs> Is that a really dumb question, by the way? No. Okay. No, I think someone else- I was a little else, confused by it. I think yeah. my dad, my dad- um, <laughs> It's like, why are you drowning me out? <laughs> my dad wrote me li lately or recently and like saw a comment somewhere and was like, or some review and was like, I think the reviewer, whoever thought that was intentional, they were like, or, or that I was a young kid and I was playing music really loud. And right. my dad, like I was so uncaring. Like <laughs> I was fucking 12 or right. something. You probably weren't even aware it was playing. And it wasn't me. It was my dad playing right. that music. My dad used to play music loud too. And yeah. my dad's like drinking scotch and it's right. eight months after my mom died. Yeah. And like, it's that's that was right. the scene. That yeah. was what right, was, right. I was I was just curious because I was like, maybe that was a creative choice that I just wasn't understanding. No. Yeah. No. I mean, it was really your dad. There's a really sweet connect in there. First of all, you guys look alike. Yeah. And he's a character like your stepmom seems awesome, too. Yeah. I'm just so used to seeing people have like shitty relationships with their step parents. It seems like you guys had a really nice relationship. Yeah, I think uh, we do now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she seemed like they seemed to get like everyone seemed in on it in the sense that like you had a lot of support, but people were also kind of like liking the ride. Yeah. Which made it like I could tell you felt maybe ambivalent about that too, but like also supported. Oh, totally. Yeah. I, I you know, the first time that you see uh, my dad, and my stepmom, that was like, they were like, why are you filming? Like, what, <laughs> totally. what's this? Which I love because it's like, right. what is this story? Totally. You know? And and then even after they watched, what was it, a rough cut or just some scenes? Some scenes, yeah. yeah. 
That that was a great scene. I won't give that away, but yeah. I love your dad's. Your dad just like he just reminds me of like the Jewish dads. Like it's just he's yeah, he's a, he is that. yeah he's definitely <laughs> like a type that I'm very familiar with. <laughs> so when did Jonathan see? Did you wait till Sundance or yeah. when did he see it? And were you nervous about him seeing it? Very nervous. <laughs> I bet. And um, way late. So basically, we had <laughs> we had he just saw it Friday. <laughs> well, yeah, basically. No, we had. Um, it was basically two and a half years of being around him and working on this project and he hadn't seen a stitch of anything. And so we, you know, I work very, very hard for a long time and, uh, submit a cut, um, to Sundance. Um, what stage was it in like final rough cut or early uh, fine cut? Pretty like far along stage. Um, but we didn't, of course, didn't have the ending. Got you know? it. And that's okay. Like that came later. To, right. To, to do is right. to submit. And you just like tell them that in the notes. And yeah, were exactly. you, and I, I don't know, it's kind of silly to ask, but I mean, Sundance, obviously your first time filmmaker, you knew you had a good film, but Sundance is like sort of the, you know, the brass ring. Yeah. What did you think? Did you think you were getting in? Did you think it's a Hail Mary? Did you think like, I could see this? I, it was, it's so tough. Like I wanted it so bad. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, but I was like, you can't control, you, I've learned so yeah. much from this movie. You can't control things. Yeah. I would have been super, 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 uh, um, upset and disappointed if we didn't get in. Um, when you did, you just freak out pretty much. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Jesus. Okay. So sorry. So you get That's into okay. Sundance and then Jonathan, did he come to well, okay, Sundance? But, but the, I guess the, the story here is that, um, Jonathan didn't see anything for two and a half years and okay. he was under the impression because he said it. And if he said it, it must be true. Um, that, you know, he, w he needed to approve it, you know, any movie before it, it right. you know, Final anything cut. happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I, we had many, many conversations over many years of like, he's like, well, I'm not going to do any documentary where I don't get like the final approval, final cut. And I was like, well, then we can't do this because I'm not never going to give you final cut. Right. And we would have, we would stick to our, our, our guns on that. And then we would just continue filming and like not talk about it for another couple months. And right. then did you was, include some of those scenes and then end up cutting them? Cause I would oh, think yeah. that would have fit in oh, perfectly. Yeah. There's literally, there was a scene of me, <laughs> at a deli in, in Vegas with him, um, trying to get him to sign or not trying to get him to sign, putting a contract in front of him. And then he like drew a penis on the back and it was just like, I love it. Dumb, perfect. Dumb yeah. Stuff. Perfect. But, um, uh, yeah. So basically he didn't see anything. I, we cut it, this movie together or, you know, a cut together and submitted it to Sundance and sat around waiting, you know? Um, and then when we heard we got in, we were like, okay, this is fantastic. It's like, shit, how is now we have to deal with Jonathan? Like, this right. is, we'll figure it out. Um, and then, literally two days before the announcement, uh, Sundance was going to post their their announcement of what movies got in. Me and one of my producers called Jonathan and said, "Hey, great news! Great news! Can you believe this happened? We got into Sundance." He's like, "Oh, cool." He's like, "Well, what is it? Like, what, what, what? I want to see really? it. Oh, yeah. what's the film? Sorry, not what is Sundance. Yeah, what, I mean, I would think yeah, he would have been. What did you submit? Like, right, what, right. what got into Sundance? <laughs> and, and then you know, he, we hung up, and he started to like text me. He was like, "What the fuck? Right. I just know this is gonna be bad." Blah, right, blah. Right. So <laughs> it was already teed up. Like, he's convinced it's gonna be a terrible movie that slanders him, and right, it's gonna, he's just gonna be smoking meth the whole time, and all this bad stuff. <laughs> right. I'm gonna, you know. Um, question everything about him and right. paint him in a bad light. Right. He was absolutely convinced of it. And if that would have been the case, he said he would have shut it down and you know, all this stuff. Um, so very nervously me and my team, my team was 
probably much better than me, much less nervous, but I was really not yeah, in a good place. Of course. Drive out to Vegas and show him and his wife and him and his wife had invited friends over, which is kind of weird. Like oh if my. they're so convinced that it's going to be bad, <laughs> yeah. like why have a party about it? Um, but uh, that does actually doesn't surprise me in the least. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's consistent with his personality. Yeah. Um, and then we, I gave a little speech ahead of time and I said, you know, uh, this is, this is a, this is a real film. Like it's a film because <laughs> yeah. they had seen their other doc and you know, it's, you know, a little bit more traditional or whatever, right. but it's like, this is a film, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, sit tight, you know, uh, pr- please don't judge anything. You know, wait until the very end to judge. Right, and right. I think you'll you'll be very pleased. This movie, I said to them, is a magic trick in its own right. Like, got, like kind of got them yeah. thinking in the way, you know, that uh, good framework, I think. Yeah. And then they we press play and within five seconds, they were laughing and loving it. It was like the most incredible screening wow. ever. Were I you watching for, his face the entire time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he I, ever cry? Uh, you don't have to say which part, but I'm I just not wondered sure. if you I didn't, I didn't clock him crying. Okay. I think Anna might have teared up <laughs> yes. at like some of... That makes sense. My stuff or something. And I saw her Facebook post and yeah. it was beautiful. I mean, I won't, you know, you can, it's about, public. About the film, about, I think oh, it was from Friday. So I mean, so she, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot, but she sort of gave the, well, maybe I didn't deep dive enough, but it seemed like the definitive post, like right when it came out Friday, oh. just about how you made this incredible film. And That's it was really, really nice. yeah. she seemed to really get it, which I loved. I think and she, she seems smart. She seems really she smart. Is. She absolutely yeah. Is. So that must have been so gratifying. And then with Sundance, just like completely overwhelming and amazing. It was fantastic. And cold. No. <laughs> I was cold, but yeah. I was I was warm in my heart. Yeah, um, right. And then did you get the Hulu offer right away? Like, how did that work? I'm sure there was, was a lot of buzz. There was some buzz. <laughs> and did you they, do a Q&A after and everything? Uh, every screening, yeah. Did a Q&A yeah. after. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the premiere was awesome. Very emotional. A lot of family there was awesome. What's the number one question? Sorry, I'm all over the place, but I feel like I want to get it all in. What was the number one question you get or still get asked? Like, I wonder if I asked it already, because there's always like one that everyone wants to know. And there's some I can't ask, but I'm going to ask you off mic. There are two always. Yeah. One is, how can we believe, why would we believe this movie? Like, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, So many crazy things happen. (laughs) We know if like, maybe they've looked me up and they see that I've only historically done comedy TV scripted stuff. And now I come out with this crazy doc that's crazy and unbelievable. They ask, you know, and so much of the movie is about what's real, what's not, what's truth, what's illusion. So when they, I love when we get that question because it is real. It is a real documentary. But um, do you want people to wonder about stuff absolutely. too? Right. And then that's the whole point, right? Well, yeah, of course. Like that, right. that's what I'm saying. I like yeah. that question because. Um, it worked. It means it worked. It worked. It, yeah. It's a a compliment that okay, we must have a great documentary if you, <laughs> if it's hard to believe. If truth is hard to believe, then right. that's amazing. But also, like that's the themes of the movie. Like right. the fact that the credits are the credits are done. You know, people you are walking out of the movie, and the movie continues. Twist, like the final twist. Yeah, it's active. Like yes. viewers of this movie, I like to think are actively watching the movie as opposed to passively just taking in information. Well, it's, wait, how can we, yeah. and I love that. And like, keep talking after it's over. Like, that's the thing. It's not just over and everything's, you still have a million questions. That's why I said I'm dying to talk to you because yeah. I still had a million questions. Then what's the second question that people ask? Um, did did you do it or did you not do it? Did Meaning you, the, the Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, do you want to talk about that? Um, no. 
Okay, yes. I wasn't even going to bring that up because I think that's another good twist. Yeah, I, I'd never tell anyone. Yeah. And Judy Gold's in your movie, by the way. She was in mine, too. I absolutely oh, adore yeah? her. She's really adore. cool. She's awesome. I was she's, only around her for, like, you know, an hour or something. She's she's interview. so great. Yeah, she I mean, you had awesome. Eric Andre. I mean, you had such great yeah. comedy people. Okay, so this is now, you know, taken on a life of, it. you know, there's Sundance. And now with Hulu, obviously, it's sort of round two and everything. Um, I think it's the round. It, right, right. There was like Sundance round was, point five, right, 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 right. And now it's like big yeah. round one, I guess. So does this kind of heighten your appetite to do more doc stuff? Do you want to do sort of more scripted comedy, which is where you came from? Like what's net, like what has this opened you up to? Or? All. I, I, okay. Um, it's, it's opened me up to, okay. Well, it's, it's, it's opened me up to everything. It's opened me up to, okay, you do have a voice, trust your, which I've always trusted my voice, I think. But it's like, okay, people like respond to what it is that you do. If, if, if one, if, you know, if I did have a thing, if I did have a voice or an, a vision or an auteuristic blah, 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 <laughs> it seems like people are responding. Also people fucking hate it too, which is a beautiful thing. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's like people. Do they people, hate the doc or do they just not like him? Or they him? just hate me. They uh, hate you. They hate me. They hate him. Really? They hate. Why they do they hate, hate you? They I hate f- the fact that it 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 becomes not about him as much as right. they want. Like, yeah. it's whatever. What is your? F- how do you react to that? Um, fine. Yeah, fine. You know, it's like I I get it. If you're going into this movie being like, man, I want to watch a I want to watch a documentary. The way documentaries move and the way documentaries are, you know, and I'm going to judge it based on past documentaries. Um. It's you're not gonna. It's not you're you're not gonna like it if you are right, going into it. If you go into it looking for a, a a very great film, I like. I would like to think that we made that. It just doesn't move and taste like normal docs. Which is why I loved it so much. Me too. Thank are you. you feeling Oscar buzz? Oh, I wish. <laughs> That's my I, red carpet question. <laughs> would that be? Would you just like? Would that be the best moment of your life? I mean, just to be nominated. I, 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 yeah, of course. I get. Well, maybe not the best moment of my life, but <laughs> it would be so. It's so. Um, it's so ridiculous that it kind of makes sense for this experience. <laughs> right. Right. Like you set out to make a documentary, of, and by the way, Jonathan would be up on that stage if oh, that happened. Like, it, would, he, it reminds he would be, me of like he would be alive and he would be doing better oh, than ever. Fuck yeah! It reminds me of like James Franco and that movie that he did about that crazy dude. Oh yeah, yeah, the room, the room, or, or, or the um, about the room, right? Yeah, and that like you know, kind of in that way. I mean, obviously, Jonathan had a real uh, d- disaster artist. Disaster yeah. artist. I mean, Jonathan had a real career and everything, so it was a little different. But in terms of like the meta ness of it, and then him getting on right. stage at the Oscar, like it's yeah. just all kind of would come full circle. I uh, don't know. I don't believe we'll be in that uh, position, but uh, if we are, I, think I would be extremely. I think grateful. there's a good shot. Well, I'm so appreciative that you made it. I'm so impressed and blown away by the storytelling and the way that you handled it. I, in case you're wondering, I would have done nothing different. I thought it was just brilliant. I loved it. Thank you so much for talking. Thank you. Thank you very much. 